Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Everyday Revival with Pastor Kendall Watrous. Make sure to check us out on YouTube and Facebook, or you can visit us at faithlifefamily.com. Here's Pastor Kendall. Welcome back to Everyday Revival. This week, I'm sitting here with my coffee, got my Bible, got my notes, and I'm all ready to go, ready to uh, get into the Word with you, and uh, just um, really looking forward to it today. We're just going to continue on talking about um, expansion uh, in, in our thinking, expanding our, our, our capacity to have more on the inside. I'm telling you, that's the way God designed us. He designed you to expand. And I'm not talking about your waistline. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about expand in your thinking, not just to be a pew sitter, not just to sit there week after week in church and, and, and just sit and do nothing, but he, in, in the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is always advancing. It always has and it always will. And so expansion, it's in our DNA. And I said a little bit of that last time. Um, we're going to be looking at some things today in the book of Acts because what a great example that we had of the, the believers in the book of Acts as, as a pattern for us and, and for the church. Um, you, you know, because the book of Acts, what it really does is it stirs us up to be active for the Lord. It just stirs us up on the inside. If you're really hungry for the things of God, when you look at the book of Acts, you're like, oh my goodness, wow. I mean, that wasn't just for then, that's for now. And that's what we're going to have. And so um, these people, listen, we're going to look at some of these scriptures today, but these people were in one accord. They were all together in unity. And that was a key factor in the growth that took place Um in, in the book of Acts and in, in the, the, the churches there and the way that things expanded, they weren't distracted, they weren't lukewarm, and they were not uninterested. They were interested in the things of God. They were hungry uh, for more, and they weren't distracted. Now, we can really look at uh, some, some of the things that were going on in the book of Acts, and we understand that you know, there was great persecution. There was, there was, um, you, you went, you know, you'd wake up in the morning, you weren't sure if, if you were going to live throughout the, the rest of that day because, uh, they were pulling people out. They were persecuting them. The church, uh, uh, people were being persecuted, um, meaning, um, beaten, uh, put in jail, some of them, the sword, um, it was just a, not a great time to be alive, but in the sense of, it was, you know, because uh, in, sometimes under persecution, things expand and they'll grow because people really press in. And so we see that, and in, in I want to go first here to the book of Acts uh, chapter 5 and uh, verse 12, uh, and it's uh, a little bit lengthy, but I'm just going to read it anyway. And it says, um, and this is verse 12, and through the hands of the apostles, Many signs and wonders were done among the people. Well, I just want to stop right there and run around in this room because, um, you know, we preach about signs and wonders. We, we're believing God for signs and wonders and miracles. And it says, through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. So just through laying on of hands. And it says, and they were all with one accord. There's that word in Solomon's porch. They were in unity. 
yet none of the rest dared join them, but the people esteemed them highly. So some people, they were like, you know what, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get in that serious, but you know what, those people, God really moves for them. That's awesome. I mean, so they highly esteem them. And, and it says, and the believers were increasingly added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women, so that they brought the sick out into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them. Also, a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem, bringing sick people and those that were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were right here. I'm going to shout. They were all healed. They were all healed. So right there in that scripture passage, I mean, we see great expansion. The words that were used here, and the believers were increasingly added to the Lord. So people were getting born again. It says multitudes of both men and women. And so not only were they getting saved, but they were getting healed. You can't separate those two. Come on. It's not just about getting born again, but man, there's so much more to the package of redemption. I mean, uh, he, he's, I mean, we, we're not going to get into it right now, so I'll start preaching. But I mean, it's not, it doesn't stop, stop at the cross. It doesn't stop at salvation. There's so much more. And so it says, so that they brought the sick out into the streets and laid them on beds and couches. So can you imagine that's in 223, you know, we're driving down the street and they're empty in the hospitals and they're putting them, um, you know, out in the streets or bringing them to the church because they know that something's different. Something's going to happen. They had expectation. How did they have the expectation? They heard, they heard something. They heard somebody preaching. They heard somebody telling the good news. That, that, yes, it's possible that your arm will grow back. Yes, it's possible that your sick child, that there's no cure for, yeah, they can be healed at that meeting. Man, I tell you what, it, it, we're living in that day right now. There's unexplainable and unsolvable um, uh, diseases out there. And there's all sorts of stuff going on with people. People are hooked on heroin and meth and they're depressed and they have anxiety and they're on anxiety medicine and all these different things and they're just, they're, they're hopeless. But I'm telling you, we have the answers on the inside of us. So expanding our thinking in the, on these things, expanding how we think about, instead of just thinking, I go to church. I just go to church. Yeah, me and my family, we just go to church. No, no, no. I think, I think expand it. I think about other people. I think about how this word that I'm hearing on this Sunday or this Wednesday is going to get on the inside of me and then come out during the week. That how I'm going to get this word on the inside and go and lay my hands on somebody. And I'm going to replicate what Jesus did in the earth. I, the kingdom of God is on the inside of me and it's real big. And so I want that to come out and I want other people to see it. Listen, gone are the days of being a silent Christian. Listen, if we're silent, we're, we're, nothing's ever going to happen. Nothing's in people's lives won't be changed. We can't just blend anymore. The days of blending are over. So here in the book of Acts, we see that they put all these sick people out in the streets, that they were hoping that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them. Listen, the expectation is rising. 
It is rising. It is rising. It is rising. People are becoming more hungry and more thirsty for the things of God than they've ever been. Say, that's me. That's me. I'm becoming more that way. I'm expanding my thinking. And then it says also a multitude, another multitude. Listen, we're not talking three or four people here, guys. We're talking large numbers of people. It said they gathered from the surrounding cities. So here in Warner Robins, it'd be Macon. It'd be Fort Valley. It'd be Bonaire. It'd be Perry. Uh, It'd be all the surrounding areas. And it says they gathered them, and they started bringing the sick people to those who were tormented and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all healed, all of them. There is never a, a, a point in this thing where they said, well, we only pick and, you know, God just picked and choose who chose who he wanted to. No, God's not like that. No, it says they were all healed. I love that the people that were tormented by unclean spirits, listen, we, we shouldn't be afraid of devils. We shouldn't be afraid that, that people, especially in the days we live in, they have, they're, some people, they're, they're filled with unclean spirits, and, and they're tormented by them. They can't sleep at night. That's why they're on all these uh, sleeping medications, because they go to sleep at night, or they're trying to go to sleep at night, and they lay there, and they're tormented in their minds and in their thinking. Their mind is the playground for the enemy. And uh, so we've got to get this on the inside. I'm getting it on the inside of me. So what made these early Christians expand in the face of difficulty? What, what made them uh, go forward and keep preaching even though they could be put in jail? <laughs> why, why, what, what was it? Well, I'm telling you, first of all, they got filled with the Holy Ghost. These people were born again, and then they got people filled, and these people were full, and they were being continually filled. If you, we don't have time to go there, but Acts 13, 52, it says they were continually filled. And so the, basically, to put it in a nutshell, the, the church was an unstoppable force in the earth. And we're reading about it, and so we read, and we don't stop at the book of Acts and say, well, that was for the last apostle. I've heard people say that. That's not true. No, it, it goes on, and the kingdom of God advances, and expansion keeps happening, and the church keeps rising, and miracle signs and wonders still keep happening, and, uh, and, and, and it's going to continue to happen until Jesus comes back. So the church was an unstoppable force in the earth. Listen, here's some of the reasons why it was an unstoppable force, and I might go quickly through this, but number one, They were an unstoppable force in the earth because, like I just said, they received the Holy Ghost and fire. I can't do anything in my life without being filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. I love singing about it. I love being filled. I love praying in the Holy Ghost. I love laying hands on people to get filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm not ashamed of being filled with the Holy Spirit. It's the power. Of, it's the power on the inside. It's my Duracell battery. It helps me get through the day. I'm telling you, I love it. Um, in Acts two one through four, um, you know we can we can turn over there. I'll read it really quick. Um, it says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one accord and in one place. And suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. 
And so God himself filled them. They were filled, and it, it, there was great joy in that city. I'm telling you, there was great joy amongst the people. They got filled to the top with the Holy Spirit on the inside of them. And so that was the empowering force. That's what caused them to be unstoppable. They were empowered. So they started there, and it overflowed to other people. Um, I love this definition. I'm not big into you know all the, the Greek and everything as far as flowing like that, but it says the Holy Spirit is the parakletos. That is the definition of the Holy Spirit. And so that's the Greek word parakletos. And it says the definition is the kind of comfort and consolation in distress, which keeps a man on his feet, that when he's left to himself, he would have collapsed. So in other words, the Holy Spirit on the inside of me is the kind of comfort and a consolation in distress that keeps me on my feet. Otherwise, I would have been just left to myself and doing it in the natural. I have the Holy Spirit's help and power on the inside of me, helping me every day, strengthening me. It says it's the power that enables a man or a woman to pass the breaking point and not break. Mm, I'm going to run around here. I'm telling you. It, I, he gives us that strength on the inside so that we, we can, it says we can pass the breaking point. How many of you have ever been in a situation like that? Maybe you had a situation with your kids. Maybe they're not serving God and you're like, I just don't think I can do this anymore. I mean, does this stuff even work? I mean, God, do you hear me? Uh, yeah, he hears you, and he's working on your behalf. It says he's never, he never leaves us or forsakes us. He's not going to leave us without comfort. The comforter is on the inside of us. And it says it's a power. I have power on the inside of me that enables me to pass the breaking point and not break. Praise God. So that right there, if you just take that first point there, that they received the Holy Ghost and fire, and that paracletos, that power on the inside, helped them to, to endure and to stand, I should say, in a hard place and in a hard time. That made them unstoppable, and it makes us unstoppable. It makes us an unstoppable force in the earth. Let's do this last one here, and then I'll continue on in the next couple weeks here. But this next point, it says, what, what, makes, uh, what made the church an unstoppable force in the earth? We're talking about expansion. Well, they had a hunger that resulted in unity. These people were hungry. When I say hungry, not for food. They were hungry for something spiritual. They were hungry for something that they had not, not ever had before, and they wanted to be around it. Acts 4.32, and we're going to read that right now. It says, Now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things that they possessed was his own, but they all had things in common. And with great power, and with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. In other words, they preached with great power. And great grace was upon them all, nor was there anyone among them who lacked. Praise God. Praise God. I just, you know, want to take my hands in. 
and raise them up. I mean, it just makes me happy to think about that these people were so hungry, and I believe we're coming back, and, and we're going to see that, and we're seeing it actually now in the time we're living. People are getting hungry again. They're saying, I can't do life without God. I'm hungry. They're coming into the churches again. They're not just sitting at home watching uh, the Hallmark Channel. They're coming into church, and they're, they're hungry. They want to see something real. So it was a hunger that it resulted in unity. So their hunger brought them together. And this is an amazing verse to me right here. It says, and uh, they were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things that they possessed was their own. Now, you know, you're having revival when people say, you know what? My BMW is not my own. I'm, I'm going to let anybody needs to borrow it. It's, it's yours. You just, you know. It's, it's totally yours. I'll let you borrow it. You, you know what I'm saying? In 223, come on, think about that. They, they said nothing that they had was their own. They all came together. They shared. They helped one another. And it says there was great power. That was ha Great power was on the apostles. Great power was happening. And they were preaching. And things, signs, wonders, and miracles were happening in the church. Ah. Uh, that is what we're seeing now. That is what we're going to see even more in the future. I'm telling you, God is moving in the earth. Everybody say this, he's moving through me. Say, he's moving through me. The only way God can move in the earth is when he moves through people. He's not going to come down and make anybody do anything. He ha but he has to move through the body, which is us. And so nowadays, now the church, the, the time that we're living in, we are an unstoppable force in the earth. Uh, those that aren't saved need to see people on fire, full of the Holy Spirit, full of power, doing exploits in his name. Amen? And so that, that's the time we're living in, and we're going to have it in Jesus' name. And so I just believe that for you today. I believe that you're hungry. I believe that you're thirsty, and you want to see these things in your church and in your lives. And I tell you, we're having them in our church we're seeing a rise in these things in our church, and God is doing great and mighty things. So until next time, a uh, little bit of homework. How about when you go in the grocery store, when you're on your job, ask the Holy Spirit on the inside to stir some things up and say, God, I, I want to reach out to somebody. I want, bring somebody across my path. Let, let them, let them, uh, uh, Ask me a question or let me, let me see something so I can ask them a question and, and, and start a conversation and, and bring somebody to that place where they can receive Jesus. Uh, lay hands on the sick. <laughs> he said to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And so these things are in us and they're for today. So until next time, have a great week. Uh, and uh, we'll be praying for you. And we know that you are going to live in everyday revival. 